0: Welcome back to FOMO Monday, the companion show to FOMO Sapiens. Happy FOMO Monday. Now, over the weekend, I had two things that happened that I want to talk about. This is about hot takes because I'd like to share ideas and thoughts that I think are not just FOMO related, but business and tech and entrepreneurship related as well. And I want to tell you about two things today. The first is FOMO venture capital, which is a term that I am using with my eyes rolling in my head as I say this, because I want to tell you a little story. When I was just out of college, I worked at a venture capital firm that was part of JP Morgan and Chase, and it was called Chase Capital Partners. And we were investing in the first wave of intranet. This was like, you know. Yahoo kind of time, Yahoo and like pre-Google, pre-Facebook, you know, stuff like that. And and there were all these companies that raised a ton of money at the time it was tons, but nowadays people have way bigger rounds of capital, but these companies are raising a lot of money and they were completely ridiculous. Two of the companies that I remember in particular were cosmo.com and urban fetch. And if you haven't heard of these companies, look them up because they are they're just Kind of nuts. And uh, what would happen was that you could go on their website, and this is pre mobile. So I'm really dating myself here. It was pre mobile internet, but you go on your desktop, you're an analyst, at an investment bank, you'd buy something on Urban Fetch. They'd bring it to you within an hour, and they would bring you a bag of delicious chocolate chip cookies. And Cosmo was basically the same thing. And this just sort of felt very novel at the time, and, and it was very exciting. And so we would just order on there all the time. And you would get something really cheap. You would get like a Diet Coke, and they'd bring a bag of cookies. You'd get a bag of cookies, and they'd bring a free bag of cookies. And so it was really hilarious. And I just remember at the time thinking to myself, like, who's paying for all of this? And then my firm actually... Capital Partners, was an investor in Cosmo. And I remember when, when when, the intranet sort of tanked and the market really fell apart after the NASDAQ blew up and fell from 5000 to 1300 people started asking tough questions because they needed more and more money. And the partners who had basically done these investments would come to the investment committee on Monday morning. They'd write a big memo saying why we needed to invest more money in this company. And people were sort of like, why? Why are we doing this? How is this a viable company? So- That happened 20 years ago. And I guess people just don't learn from history because it's back. It is back. I didn't know about this, but about, I guess about a week ago, I was at somebody's birthday party in Washington Square Park. And I heard about this company called Gorillas because somebody ordered gorillas to the park. They ordered a couple of items of food. All of a sudden, within 15 minutes, somebody shows up with a bag of stuff that they had ordered. Okay, so I was like, that's kind of interesting. Then I heard about a company called Joker. Same thing. You can basically get anything you want. It's kind of like, say, 7-Eleven, but they deliver to you in 15 minutes and they've got shops all over the place. And then today I was walking down the the street and I saw three guys wearing these very sort of like colorful soccer jersey style shirts that said B-U-Y-K, which I assume is pronounced bike. And one of the guys stopped and he gave me a flyer. If I sign up for that app, they give me $20 credit. And then I looked around and they're all offering these crazy credits. And so I realized that Cosmo and Urban Fetch live, except now it's not just an hour, it is 15 minutes. And instead of giving you cookies, they give you 20 bucks. And so that, my friends, is what I like to call FOMO venture capital. Because not only are these guys like these guys giving money to all of us but they're all competing with each other. We don't need three companies that deliver to our homes or our parks in 15 minutes. It's insane. Absolutely crazy. And by the way, it's New York city. We have a million places we can go to buy stuff. So I just got a little, a little, a little bit of a, a laugh out of this whole thing, but I wanted to bring it up because it scares me. It shows us that we are at the end of a market cycle. In my thinking that the money is too easy. The ideas are too crazy doesn't make sense. And so my takeaway is a couple of things. Number one is I'd be shocked if any of these survive, but certainly not all three of them will survive. It just doesn't make sense. Too much money. We just don't we just don't need it in our in our neighborhood. We don't need three people to deliver to us, uh three services to deliver to us, I should say, in 15 minutes. Number two, this is a great example of venture capitalists who are subsidizing your lifestyle. So nowadays these VCs put money into companies and then they have to acquire customers. And they say to themselves, well, if somebody uses our service, they have a lifetime value of say $100. And so we're willing to spend up to 99.99 basically to acquire them as a customer. And that's what's happening. So you know, 20 bucks to them is not a big deal, but I'll tell you something, it is insane how many services just hand out money. And what happens of course is a lot of them fail because they hand out money instead of figuring out a service that people want to pay for that's sustainable. I'd also say this is a service that nobody really needs. And I mentioned that before, but I think it really requires saying, no, this is just such a high-class problem you're solving. Like it just doesn't, it's, you know, you could take all that money and, and put it towards solving real problem or curing cancer, but no, we're curing the problem of deliveries in 15 minutes of things that are people could just walk outside and buy. So that blows my mind. So enjoy it while it lasts. Maybe I'll sign up, use that $20 for stuff I don't need. But I will say I'm disappointed in you VCs who are funding these companies. I I feel like you lack rigor. And if you want to come on the show and tell me that I'm wrong, I would love that because I just, I'm disappointed in you. I think it's bad for everybody when you're throwing around money in such a reckless way. Tudo bem meus queridos sapiens. Now that right there was Portuguese and as you know I love speaking foreign languages. But I'm not alone. 1 in 5 Americans have learned a new language on their bucket list. If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off that list with Babbel. The science-backed language learning app that actually works. only for our listeners at babble.com slash FOMO. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash FOMO. That's spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash FOMO. Rules and restrictions may apply. Now, let's talk about something a little lighter and happier, which is that I went this weekend to see Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory with my brother and my sister-in-law and my niece. She's a major fan of the movie. She loves Violet Beauregard. My mom made her a Violet Beauregard outfit that she wears. She looks like a little blueberry and it's very cute. And there were three things that struck me because I haven't seen this movie in a million years. And by the way, go back and watch it. It's a beautiful film. I have to admit, I teared up a couple times. I had all the feels. It, it, it's just such a wonderful film, but there were three things that I just, I I was listening and I was like, I've got to talk about these on Monday tomorrow because it's nuts. Number one, let's talk about Charlie's grandfather. So you got his grandfather, These people are living in abject poverty. The grandfather hasn't been out of bed in 20 years and also smokes a pipe. So he's using, they're eating cabbage, soup, and meanwhile, he's using some of their money, which they don't have a lot of, to fill up his pipe and smoke it every day. So I was a little disappointed in Grandpa Joe, the fact that he didn't bother to get out of bed until they had the golden ticket, that he was wasting money on the pipe. And by the way, he's the one that gets Charlie into trouble with the fizzy lifting drink. So he's just kind of a bad influence. I always liked Grandpa Joe, but now- I'm not such a fan. Number two, the last, last lines of the film, which I wrote about in my book, Fear of Missing Out. If you don't recall, I'll tell you. They get into that glass elevator. Mr. Wonka has given his chocolate factory to Charlie and Charlie's gonna move the whole family in. Each grandparent or set of grandparents could have their own bed at that point instead of all sleeping together. And so he's very happy. And Mr. Wonka says to Charlie, don't forget what happened to the man who suddenly got everything he wanted? And Charlie responds, what happened? And Mr. Wonka says, he lived happily ever after. Now, listen, I love that. It's beautiful. I definitely teared up at that moment. I had to use my cloth face mask to wipe away the tears. But as I wrote about it, in Fear of Missing Out, let's not forget that Charlie doesn't really know what he wants. He's given this thing and so he gets to have a chocolate, I mean, I guess wanting a chocolate factory for a kid is great, but what if Charlie had wanted to be an orthodontist? And now he sort of had this thing thrust upon him. He's not, he doesn't have agency in his future at that point. Uh, he's just sort of sucked into this thing. And I think it's important to remember that. I, I know I sound like a real curmudgeon, but I do think that this notion that when you get everything you wanted, you're going to be happy, which is this line that was apparently added at the end of the film. It wasn't the original script. It was added because they felt they needed a happy ending or or sort of an ending that was very structured and permanent. To me, as much as it feels good to say that, it is a little bit of a bill of goods. And I hope Charlie, once he got into the factory, started thinking about what he really wanted, not just the fact that he was given this thing that he wanted when he was 12. He probably had other goals. So we'll never know. If you, if, if you wrote some Charlie and the Chocolate Factory fan fiction, let me know. But I, I just, I, I love that line, but I also cringe just a tiny bit whenever I hear it. But there's another line that I do not cringe at. And it was the one that I love the most in the movie besides that one, maybe even a little bit more. And it happens when they're at that part where they're licking the wallpaper. It's the lickable wallpaper. And Wonka says the raspberries taste like raspberries. The snozberries taste like snozberries. And then little Veruca, she says, you know, what's a schnozberry? I've never heard of that. And Wonka turns to her and he says, we are the music makers and we are the dreamers of dreams. And I looked that up and it's actually the opening line of British poet Arthur O'Shaughnessy's Ode from Music and Moonlight. And that's from 1874. Now, I think that's a really beautiful, important, very Fomo sapiens idea. We are the music makers and we are the dreamers of dreams. We do our own thing. We find our own path. We do it creatively. I just really loved it. And it was really funny is that clearly somebody else really loved it too. Because when that line was said in the movie, somebody in the back row started a slow clap. It was like. And no, nobody joined that person. But that was uh it made me laugh. And so I thought I would mention that to you today. So those are my takeaways from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. If you have a part that you like or want to share your takeaways from the film, reach out to me at let's connect at You can find me on Twitter at pjmcginnis or on Instagram at patrickjmcginnis. All right, that was fun. Hope you enjoyed my hot takes, and I will see you on Thursday with another episode of FOMO Sapiens. FOMO. Want more FOMO Sapiens and FOMO Monday? Head over to FOMOSapiens.com where you can listen to past episodes, learn more about the show, and find out how to advertise. FOMO. You can also connect with me on Instagram at Patrick J. McGinnis and on Twitter at PJ McGinnis.